A new study using three groups of mice concluded that drinking Coke and Pepsi may lead to more testosterone and larger testicles. I'd like to buy the world a Coke and nourish giant balls To quench your thirst and cause a buzz within your overalls I'd like to teach the world to swing to cropping large legumes It'll be great when they inflate like Chinese spy Found the place for trans substantiation. The Brit Summers Show. I had some real hard ones, but small ones. Erections in my life. Whoa, I was hung like a small fruit fly. Viagra, along with injections, gave me an extended lift. Oh, now it's long and wide. But now it's way too big, it won't fit in any pants I put on. Radio, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Patreon, SoFlow Channel, Acast, Radio Public, Listen Notes, Zencaster, and BritSummerShow.com. Hi everybody, welcome to the Brit Summer Show, broadcasting live from a country where if Matt Gates is engaging in interstate trafficking of teenage girls, our Justice Department says, Okay! Isn't that right, Merrick? By the way, I should mention up front that... <clears throat> My meds were changed this week, and it's affecting my voice. So at some points it'll be here, and at some other points it won't. So I'll be clearing my throat a lot. So please bear with me, or get bear with me. But that's the situation, and my voice will be in and out. And uh, I thank you for following along anyway, because uh, I don't like the way I sound. And everybody who says, your voice... Uh, Sounds good. I'm like, well, you're being very, very kind, and I appreciate that. But I, I don't think I sound the same at all, and it, it's starting to depress me. Like I'm going to check in next to uh, Fetterman, because uh, if I lose my voice, I pretty much lose it all now, don't I? Uh, but again, it's a new med. I don't know if it's directly related to it or not. We're going to find out. But there's a, that's not the only reason I would check into a depression clinic. It, it, we got pedophile rapists like Matt Gates, walking free, walking free. And why? Merrick Garland. Well, you really, you really can't point the finger at him, you know? You should point the finger at, about this, about nobody getting prosecuted that uh, owns more than a, than a biker vest. Because the, the ones they did prosecute, you know, small-time punks who couldn't afford representation. When it comes to anybody of a, yeah, Matt Gates, minimal power, but a white guy with a minimal amount of power, has connections in Florida, has connections to the 
state attorney of Florida, who, who was Palm Beach prosecutor, who, who was handling this case, Dave Ehrenberg. He answers to the, uh, the Florida attorney general, who happens to be a soldier of uh, DeSantis. <clears throat> and DeSantis, of course, is going to defend the run. They've probably been threatening him to drop the case. I'm surprised it went as far as the DOJ because they were very quiet about it. But evidently, from what I'm reading, two of the uh, central witnesses that that were uh, that turned uh, their testimony wasn't any good or something like that. Joel Greenberg, his partner, Matt Gates's partner in this whole thing, he pleaded guilty. And he flipped on Gates, and he's serving at, uh, in the tombs. He pleaded guilty to sex trafficking with Matt Gates, but it's Matt Gates, so hands off, hands off, everybody. That's Matt Gates we're talking about here, a pedophile with an upside down head. You want to blame this on somebody? And I'm serious as all I'll get out because, <clears throat> you know, we had this big simus about appointing uh, a, a, a Supreme Court justice after. Scalia died, and then uh, so 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 Obama calls him to his office to do the uh, let's do the bipartisan reach out bullshit. Uh, calls him to his office, John Cornyn and uh, Orrin Snatch, Orrin Snatch, and he asked them, "Who would you recommend for the bench?" And they all looked up at their Federalist list, who was a member of Federalist Society, and up came uh, Merrick Garland. And Obama said, yeah, okay. And then what happens? So Mitch McConnell blocks his appointment to the better blocks his hearings to be a Supreme Court justice. <laughs> you know something? And, and there's been arguments made that maybe he would have been a great Supreme Court justice, even though he's a lousy, a shitty attorney general. He may have made a, a good Supreme Court justice. I would argue, No. He would, it would have been like Amy Comey Barrett without uh, uh, long hair, because she don't have no tits. So you can't say that. Uh, but he would be just another right-winger and another part of the long list of Federalist Society members on the bench. He, would have, he probably would have uh, killed off uh, abortion rights. <laughs> I, I really believe that. I don't think it would have made a goddamn bit of difference. And, and Mitch McConnell, although he wasn't intending to, him blocking his appointment was actually doing us a favor because as soon as joe got elected in one of his first order of business he had he had a, a list of uh, potential attorney generals to appoint and on the short list was glenn kirshner and uh, oh i wish and listen <clears throat> if glenn kirshner was attorney general the entire trump crime family would be behind bars right now. They'd all be serving time, including Mark Meadows, all of them. Everybody guilty of the January 6th insurrection would be serving time right now. Matt Gates would be getting prosecuted right now. But no, no, Papa Joe and his administration thought it would be hilarious to get Mitch McConnell back by appointing Merrick Garland as Attorney General. <laughs> and how'd that work out? To, how'd that work out at all? Has anybody who wears a suit, who has an income higher than 30000 a year, anybody been prosecuted? No! No. And the mountain of evidence, when Merrick Garland took office, he had uh, 10 prosecutable cases in front of him with mountains of evidence on each one, he let them all lapse into statute of limitations. So they waited too long, which is what he's going to do with the rest of this stuff. Just sit on it till the limitations run out. And that's what hope. That's what Trump is hoping for. And that's where Rory Cohn came in. That was his idea. That's how you fight a court case. You stall it, you block it, you throw up interference any way you can. And by the time you're done going through that channel and this channel and that channel, eh, you're running out of time. And that's what they're doing. And it's working because they've got a pal. They've got a buddy in uh, the Department of Justice, Merrick Garland, who gives you this, no man's above the law bullshit. No man's above the law. 
What was that, Merrick? No person is above the law in this country. Fuck you. No, I don't know how to, maybe I'll say that again. No person is above the law in this country. I can't say it any more clearly than that. What an asshole. Yes. He is worthless as an attorney general. He's an enemy of this country. By letting these criminals run free with no prosecutions, the ones that count, the ones that can do it again, over and over and over again. And it can be corrected. Papa Joe's got a whole year and a half to do this because it is up to him after all. You can boot him off of there. You can fire him. It can happen. We've had attorney generals uh, hauled off to jail. Isn't that right, John Mitchell? We can just get rid of him and put Glenn Kirshner in or someone else that does have balls, that does have a will to fight, that has fire in the belly for, for justice. This uh, overturned train, this is a train wreck in uh, East Palestine, although uh, I, I'm tempted to call it Palestine. It's spelled Palestine, <clears throat> but everybody's calling it Palestine. <clears throat> For this, um, and the name of the company, this is how smart this company is. Their former name was Penn Central. In all their brilliance, they changed the name from Penn Central, which is a pretty good name for a company, to Norfolk Southern. Yeah, we don't want Penn Central. Let's go with Norfolk Southern. Anyway, Norfolk Southern declined to have a brakes upgrade, <clears throat> and that's what took the train off the rails. New hydraulic brake system, electronic hydraulic brake system. That uh, the regulations for train brakes was rolled back by their buddy, their friend. The people in that very town that voted for Trump. Yeah, he rolled that back. He deregulated that. So it's like everybody in that town that voted for Trump, he's doing the who's your daddy, who's your daddy, who's your daddy. That, that's how it works with the Republican Party. They like that. Republicans vote for Republicans that uh, are Trumpers that like to have uh, something in their mouth where they're going, who's your daddy, who's your daddy, who's your daddy? You know, like <clears throat> I'm certain George Santos, same thing. Oh, 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 he's not going anywhere. That child's sitting pretty. He's sitting safe. He lied his ass off. It doesn't matter. They like that. And then uh, all he is to Charlie McCarthy and Mortimer Snurd, uh, all he is to them is a, is a vote. You know, we got Speaker of the House Charlie McCarthy and a congresswoman with six toes that resembles Mortimer Snurd. Uh, anyway, they're, they're, they're calling this a war on white people, the train wreck. <laughs> the train wreck is a war on white people. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be using that one. <laughs> All right. Because that's what corporate does. They cut back. They don't want to. And, and even with the uh, infrastructure bill that passed, they're pocketing the money and buying back their stock with it. They're, they're not. And, and that, I, that should have been in the bill that they couldn't do it. Well, they said they were going to quadruple tax it, but that's still to come. That wasn't part of that bill. You know, the, the, the stock buybacks, because they, they get the free money, and that's what they do. But for their reps, for Norfolk Southern, for their reps not to show up to that town's uh, town hall meeting to not represent the company, <clears throat> that's an admission of guilt as far as I'm concerned. And you know something? It's far be it for me to ever agree with the Republicans on anything, but they're right. I'm Mayor Pete. That's bullshit, booty. Go to that town. You know, maybe by the time this show airs, he will have, I'm hoping. But geez, that ain't far from where you're from. I don't know why you just don't stop in and say hello. The government should step in to help those people out. It's the air and the water and everything else is being poisoned. And the brass of Norfolk Southern uh, are afraid to show, show their asses, uh, show their faces uh, in, in the town hall. They're not going to get hurt. They're going to get yelled at. They're going to get asked some tough questions. That's what they're afraid of. Because we know these rich, white, Republican men. They're tough on the radio. They're tough on TV. But in real life, they're the biggest sissy pussies you ever saw in your life. That's why Republicans love guns so much. That's why they, they hold them near and dear. Uh, because uh, 
<clears throat> without a gun, a Republican man <sighs> is nothing. Without a gun, a Republican man has, has no manhood. It's the only manhood a Republican man can have. Because he shares the same traits that the Elon Musk has with the, with the richest man in the world. They, these are poor bums, these hillbilly shits. They got something in common with them. And that is, they're awkward around women. They're awkward around people. So when they go out somewhere to mask their insecurities, they got to have a gun. And then what they do is have laws passed. They elect these assholes <clears throat> to pass laws where you don't need a background check. That's been a while. And now you don't need uh, to register it. You don't need training. You don't need nothing. You just buy a gun and go commit more atrocities. Yay! That's the American way. Right there, good brother. And that's what's going to, I don't know, but by the time the show airs, I don't know what's going to happen. I might have to edit it. I don't know. But no, no, nothing's going to happen because um, it's going to committee the week after the show airs. <clears throat> and if it goes beyond that, then it goes to the floor, but it won't be till the following week. And that's what we're getting here. A free-for-all gun law. That, uh, and you know, it's funny. When DeSantos was running... The one thing he got back in uh, 2018 and, and uh, 2022, I, I heard this from his plant, my new congressman in Santa Commando, Jared Moskowitz. It can only be Jared. I remember when he was campaigning, he addressed us at the club and, and his big thing about because he, he wouldn't take he wouldn't talk negative about DeSantis. That's his, his buddy. He put him in office. He appointed him to, as commissioner to get the job. And then he runs for, conveniently for uh, congressman. He's a hatchet man for DeSantis. And he was saying, he was praising DeSantis for all these sensible gun laws that he passed in 2018 after Parkland. The, the sensible gun law was, was, you have to be 21 to own a gun. That's all of them right there. That's the, all of the sensible gun laws. Well, what do you think of your buddy DeSantis now, Jared? Because when it comes to free toting guns and authoritarianism, you know, it's not all that different from communism. But don't confuse the Cubans about that in Miami. No. When you have one strong man leader, like Xi in China, or Xi in China. I don't know how to pronounce it properly. I've never seen it on the menu. China's okay. She's just ask the Cubans. They haven't met a commie they don't like yet, including Fidel, the Cubans down there. And that's why they like authoritarian figures like DeSantis. Ron DeSantis, yes, is a case study in the threat of fascism in the U.S. And I'm reading this. It's by Henry Giroux and Truth Out, or as they say in Canada, Truth Oot. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has pursued white supremacist policies with deep roots in the Jim Crow era. Thank you, Hank. So far, so good. Governor death sentence is ascendant in U.S. politics, with new polling indicating that Don Trump would now lose to DeSantis if Republican voters were given a choice in 2024. But what mainstream media are too often failing to recognize is how DeSantis's political actions from his shameful treatment of migrants to his use of election police to terrorize black voters are fueling the emergence of fascist politics in the United States. Yes! Now, this happened before in the United States <clears throat> where we had a, a, a rise in fascism starting at the, um, well, actually, the turn of the last century was starting with the Klan, naturally. Naturally. The dumb, inbred haters, they have to start at first. And then it got popular in the 20s with the Klansmen. The Klan got big in the 20s. And that kind of spilled over up north and became a uh, Nazi party, so to speak. And it was called, oh, <clears throat> what was it called? America First. Make America Great Again. In other words, make America white again. As if it ever, ever fucking was. Um, but yeah, to anybody, just a uh, cursory knowledge of history, which is about all ever get anymore uh, yeah there, there was a uh, fascist rise 
in the northeastern states, especially in New York, with Father McCoughlin uh, on the radio. And uh, they were they're praising him in the 1930s. They were praising Hitler and all this stuff. And a lot of them, a lot of them got the shit kicked out of them. Because no one was taking that shit back then. Now it's like, oh, really? Well, I disagree with you. Back then, they'd bash their teeth in if they say if they were fascist or a Nazi or said anything against this country. And and yeah, you'll see the old videos of them, the the, the film of them gathering in Madison Square Garden of all places. Which, by the way, yeah, it's round, but when it was originally constructed in 1902, 1904. It actually was a it was a pool with a garden around it, and it was square, so it was a square garden. Yeah, uh, yeah, but it's just like now, it's <laughs> it's small pockets of them. There aren't that many, but there doesn't have to be. Okay, the one thing they couldn't get back in the 1930s that they have now is the American media, all of it, with the exception of, of film. But the broadcast media, the print media, they got that now. And I'm talking about, you know, you're talking about your progressive liberal media, the liberal biased media, the Washington Post and the New York Times. And they give them all a platform. They provide a platform for them. Back in the 30s, they were just, a, they were like on page 25 in the food section because they're, lower-than-life animals that shouldn't even be mentioned. And back then, they barely were. But now it sells time. Now it sells space online. While some pundits have connected DeSantis's politics to an emerging authoritarianism, they still fail both to name the ongoing development of fascism in the U.S. and to recognize that it takes different forms in different societies and historical formations. They dismiss and he talk of fascism by suggesting that it's unique. Historical attributes, such as genocidal use of concentration camps, have to be repeated precisely in order to assign them the term fascism. Fascism is never entirely interred in the past. It's a dangerous ideology that may go into remission, but never disappears. Fascism is a recurrent and infinitely translatable phenomenon that often takes on the cultural and political attributes of the societies in which it appears. The refusal to acknowledge that fascism can appear in many forms, often lying dormant in a society until the emergence of certain forces unleash it, reinforces the willingness of many to retreat into silence or ignore the seriousness of the emerging fascist threat. Expressing ourselves in words, learning from history, and making connections all matter in the age of fascism. We must also understand that there is no ethical silence in the face of fascism. Silence is complicity. Silence is complicity and cooperation, which helps facilitate atrocity. This is, this, this, uh, it was too good to let this go. That might likewise be hard to hear, but how many liberals and leftists have fallen silent on trans issues as the Republicans make the elimination of trans people from public life the new centerpiece of their politics? Ah, how many, I'm going to read that again, how many liberals and leftists have fallen silent on trans issues? Uh, not the ones I know, but you won't see it on TV. They, because even even the uh, so-called progressives on TV, the Joy Reeds and such, and the Chris Hayes, they don't understand uh, transgender people at all. None. They know the racial issues they're real good at, of course, but when it comes to LGBT issues, they're not in the life. So they just don't get it. None of them do, especially on MSNBC, and forget all about CNN. And if you watch... Anything like uh, AON, uh, Fox News, or uh, on, uh, anything that, that's uh, on Sinclair Network, which if you check, you can see if you have local uh, television stations owned by the Sinclair Network, uh, which is uh, pretty much part of a college <laughs> of hateful broadcasting and misinformation and lies. 
and people watch it, people tune in. And you know what really disgusts me is people who say, Well, I like to hear both sides. Listen, there's only one side, and that's the truth. To any issue, to any topic, it's the truth, okay? You, you use your own independent thought. You don't have to depend on... Fuck, fuck. What they, everything they say is a lie. Everything they say is a goddamned lie. And, and it's just poison. Fascist policies saturate U.S. society. Ultranationalism. The calls for racial purity. Voter suppression. Hypermilitarism. Required loyalty oaths from higher education faculty. That, that's happening now. That's happening at our, our colleges. Because he's threatening to pull uh, funding to change their policies that way. Rampant censorship. That's happening now. A ubiquitous anti-intellectualism. That's happening now. I don't want you to learn anything in school. They're our favorite. Wait, what did he say? We love the undereducated. Yeah. Oh, you hear that, Mabel? We're undereducated and he lacks us. And he's smart. He's a New Yorker and he's on television. I watched it on TV. A full-fledged attack on social provisions and public goods make clear that democracy is in crisis. Yet in too many cases, the larger significance of these incendiary calamities is missed because they're treated as separate from each other. And they're, they're, they're not. Two recent events include Ron's death sentence, demonizing migrants, and Don Trump hosting Kanye West, who publicly had, uh, cl- declared admirer of... Well, first of all, Kanye West has no talent. His company says, his agent and PR firm says... Uh, that he's a genius, that he's brilliant, the music that he made with it. He knew how to run software. He's a genius. He's an asshole. And Nick Fuentes, uh, the white supremacist, white supinist, and anti-Semite, Holocaust denier, he's at Mar-a-Lago. Um, both of these issues receive a great deal of attention, but easily forgotten and disconnected from each other. Both of these, both of these events <clears throat> were largely decontextualized in the liberal and corporate controlled media, treated as isolated issues. And as such illustrates the power of a politics disconnection in what follows. I want to focus on Ron DeSantis' immigration stunt and how it was analyzed more as a ruthless publicity event to showcase the reactionary ideology regarding immigration rather than as a white supremacist policy with deep roots in the Jim Crow era. Okay, we know about the two plane. I'm going to read through. He go rehashes what he did, which is a waste of both of our times. We know what he did. I'm, I'm just going to skip to, to his point here. It's worth repeating that little was reported about how the story echoed a segregationist past of Jim Crow racist policies and violence, and almost nothing was said about how DeSantis's politics and politics of disposability. That's a good word. Politics of disposability was part of a similar logic carried to extremes in the past in fascist regimes such as, oh, let's see, Nazi Germany. Not only did the Santas build on the legacy of white American supremacists such as uh, George Wallace, he also took a lesson from the history of fascism and trying to ride white supremacy and nationalism to further his political career. Little was said concerning the racist policy of DeSantis's passing laws banning books about black history and racial narratives. Listen, and also, in addition to banning the books, what do they do with the books once they're banned? Why, they burn them. Hence the music behind me. A policy that clearly indicates how DeSantis is following in the footsteps of the Nazification of education in Hitler's Germany. Almost nothing was mentioned connecting these incidents with DeSantis' incredibly ignorant historical claim that it was the American Revolution that caused people to question slavery. This historical ignorance is about more than refusing a future free of racism and the enactment of a more just world. It's part of a broader legacy deeply rooted in, in the United States fascist past. It's part of a legacy in which Trump and his right-wing extremist supporters refuse to tell the truth about United States history while making the present in the image of a Jim Crow past. Today's right-wing extremists seek to take back America in two senses, back from those who are not white or not male 
and back to the time when straight white males were in charge. An essential part of their overall quest to effect a second restoration of a white man's rule. An attempt to restore the ignorance of American history that had prevailed before 1964. Fascism flourishes in a society that fails to address the overlapping forms of oppression, ignores broader symbolic and material constraints, and limits analysis to narrow, distinct issues. Fascism is a language of erasure and suppression. It uses words as theater to provide spectacles that offer audiences the thrill of cathartic violence. Fascism thrives on the language of dehumanization bolstered by politics of disconnection. As a discourse of erasure, fascism embraces ignorance and thoughtlessness. It eliminates those protecting spaces that enable individuals to think, analyze, and hold power accountable. Anyway, that's a really nice summation of what's going on now. Because it's, it's happening right now, right before your very eyes and under your nose. Ron DeSantis, a case study. And the threat of fascism in the U.S. That's uh, truthout.org, uh, Henry A. Giroux. G-I-R-O-U-X. It's a brilliant piece. I had to share it with you because <laughs> it's something to really think about. I don't know what we're going to do about it. Also, I have this to read to you. And this is nationally. Teachers in Florida have removed books from their classrooms or wrapped their bookshelves in paper so that students can't access them in order to avoid being charged with a felony, which would be up to five years in prison and a $5,000 fine simply for providing students books that Ron DeSantis and his supporters, namely Mothers for Liberty and Florida Citizens Alliance, what they find offensive which is anything that's not white or good, good, shiny, pink-cheeked Christian. Oh, did I mention the Jews? No, they don't, they're not happening. They don't have cotton to the Jews, but they need their support. Bookshelves in some Florida schools are entirely barren of books. You believe this shit? The, the, the villagers are happy. What are they? They don't read books. They've read enough books. I'm, I'm, I'm not done with them. DeSantis has just banned... The teaching of AP African American Studies, a course that covers slavery, the civil rights movement, and much more, saying the course lacked educational value. Thanks to the overwhelming support of the people of Florida, we not only won election, we have rewritten the political map. We reject woke ideology. We fight the woke in the legislature. We fight the woke in the schools. We fight the woke in the corporations. We will never, ever surrender to the woke mob. Florida is where woke goes to die. And starting last fall, Florida is requiring high school students to submit detailed information about their menstrual cycles to the government in order to be cleared to play school sports. These dystopian policies follow on the heels of the census push to ban abortion, attack and further marginalize trans youth, and ban the teaching of accurate American history in favor of upholding the white supremacist vision of our nation. DeSantis is expected to officially announce his run for president in coming weeks, and pundits agree that these efforts in Florida are meant to reflect his campaign platform and attract the most extreme voters using vile, dangerous culture war tactics. And you know who likes those? Those are the, 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 uh, the residents of the villages. Yes, the villages. That there's not a hurricane. I'm waiting for a hurricane to just blow that the fuck away. Please, can't there be a hurricane? You know, all the hurricanes that we get in Florida, they miss the good stuff. The ones that hit the East Coast don't hit Mar-a-Lago. Well, the last one did, but it was too weak to do any, any great damage. And we do have West Coast storms, but they never 
go far enough ashore or, or into uh, the villages to wipe it out, to completely wipe that place out. We need a good hurricane to wipe, to finish the job those old people have started already, which is dying, okay? I can't say I got long to go, but one thing I'm not gonna do is take everybody with me. That seems to be the prevailing attitude in the villages. I'm dying and you're coming with me. I'm gonna make this state a burning hell before I go. And that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. They got just the candidates that the, uh, 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 Rick Scott. They made that clear for eight years, and they're going to, and they're making this clear for eight years with this Nazi, this this motherfucking piece of shit. And anybody, anybody who supports him, you're dirt, you're garbage. You are a commie. You are a Nazi. You are a fascist. You are a pinko, and in most cases, proud boys, you're a fag. What I find that blows my mind the most, really, I don't understand this, the astounding power of broadcast media. You know, I talk about, talk down, the, uh, the people who live in the villages. They are evil, they have no soul, and then they vote the worst thing that they can do to this state, anything to kill off this state, they do it. And they do it proudly, and they, and they vote twice. Several of them were arrested, yeah, you know, <laughs> and, they, and they didn't go to jail. They got community service, and one guy bought his way out of the community service. Because that don't happen to white old Republicans, does it? They can vote twice, legally. It's only if you're, bla you're a black felon, and, you're, and, you're, and your state says, yeah, you can vote again, but your governor says, no, you can't. But if you live in the villages and you're a retired, uh, mottled-skinned, old, death-bound, uh, old fart, uh, then uh, you can uh, vote five times if you want for a Republican. And if those vote, if they voted for a Democrat uh, two or three times, they would have went to jail. That's how it works here in Florida. But what I really don't get is <clears throat> a lot of these guys, they'll lie and say they're World War II vets. They're not. World War II vets. <clears throat> and all my time in the uh, VA hospitals, I've seen two. They're dwindling. There aren't many of those there. They're in their 90s now. And many of those people are gone now, sadly. The greatest generation, they're, they're pretty much dead. So what you see now in these retirement villages is Korean vets, maybe. We're losing all of those now. But what's still around are the Vietnam vets. And what I don't understand is, <laughs> you know what that war was about, Vietnam vets? Or did you forget? Did your, your brains turn to jello Vietnam vets who live in the villages I'm, I'm addressing? The fuck happened to you guys? And I'm saying, hey, because mainly, it was mainly guys back then. And no, these weren't the draft-dodging type because the people who live in the villages, they're blue-collar. They didn't have the kind of money to skip out of the draft. A lot of them went to Nam, and they're Nam vets, and they've got their head basting in Fox News where nobody there was in the service. And nobody, uh, H-O-N or whatever the fuck it's called, uh, Sinclair, any of those were in the service. And if they do... It's somebody who's whacked and fucked in the head. Like, like, like Michael Flynn. And there's plenty of those in the service, unfortunately. But if you fought, you fought for freedoms, right? Right? Back then, you were fighting for our freedoms. For our democracy. Because the idea back then was that Russia was behind Vietnam. And in Red China. Yeah, that's right, Red China. Red isn't used by our media anymore. But that was a red Chinese balloon that was over our, our skies. But you fought for this country. And now you want to see it gone? That's the point. You fought for this country. You put your life on the line. You, you lost limbs. You were maimed. I see guys in there with, the, with the, the prosthetics and all this. I don't get it. Why you see this? You want to see you, the complete opposite of back then. You want this country to go down in flames. You want it to go fascist. You want it to go authoritarian. Obviously, you do because you keep voting for people like DeSantis. Not to mention, you praise Putin and you pro Russia. What the fuck happened to you? What happened to your brain? Oh, that's right. Media. I no. watched it on TV.
yours truly, Brit Summers, at thebritsummershow.com. Presents the sweet sound of success. Good tune, voted best. The number one tune this week. Hey, boys and girls, here's something that's, believe it or not, new. And you heard it here first on the Brit Summer Show. It's great, and it's the Kingfish. I come from a river town, talking about nothing to do. Skeeters come out when the sun goes down, gives off a sticky too. The Mississippi Delta, the bird plays up in blues. I was born right here in the city stage too. Lots of people get up. I said, that's going on my show. And it's going in my car. Once I'm allowed to drive it again. Chris Stone, Kingfish Ingram. I think that album's uh, less than a year old. Um, Check it out on YouTube, which I guess is where all the new artists are. And this kid is great. Uh, He's got a full grasp of the the roots of rock and blues. Uh, If that's your thing, he's the thing, man. He's what's going on right now. And uh, if you ask me, Kingfish, if you're listening, uh, lose a few pounds. <laughs> the kid, uh, I, I'm, a, I'm assuming he's very young. He's a, he's a large fella. He's pretty big there, Kingfish. But man, is he great. And he's got, he's got the pipes, and, he, and his fingers know what to do. They, they do all the walking while he does all the talking. Great stuff. Uh, I'm going to be playing a lot more of his stuff on my show. Chris Stone, Kingfish, Ingram, check him out on YouTube. And I want to thank everybody else for checking me out and contributing to my self-supported program. Your contributions are really, really needed right now, and I really appreciate them. And of course, I extend my thanks to the official underwriter and official sponsor of this program, Ernie! 
I, I didn't get around to uh, within the last couple of weeks. <clears throat> I didn't get around to talking a lot about a lot of things. I like uh, I'll just just to cover a couple of things. Uh, one, uh, Frontier Airlines now has uh, you can buy an unlimited. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it. <laughs> this should say, if you're a glutton for punishment, uh, for $1,200, $1,200 buys you an unlimited flight ticket on Frontier Airlines. I think it's only for good for a year, though. You could fly anywhere in the contiguous United States if you dare to do so with uh, Frontier Airlines. Yes, $1,200. Anywhere you want to go, it's your passport to go wherever you want for a year, on and off the plane, on, up and down, whatever, on or off the airplane, up or down, standing straight up the entire flight. And it was Frontier Airlines, so you'd probably be stuck up there like on the Chinese balloon. Yeah, $1,200, and it's unlimited. Now, <clears throat> if it was a good airline... Well, let's say like JetBlue, one that I use a lot. That would be great because I could go to New York more often. Because if I had to make a go to the Make a Wish Foundation, I got cancer. It's official, so. But I'm too old for it. But if I went to the Make a Wish Foundation, my wish would be to get out of Florida before I die. I would like to get the hell out of Florida and move back to New York. And they have that available to Make a Wish Foundation because that's what I want. Um, <laughs> but I would be in line with, uh, a lot of other people that are moving out of Florida. I'll never understand the mentality, the total collapse in intelligence, <laughs> the collapse in logic, where somebody who lives up north, who has a gainful career and a rather good life up there in New York or the tri-state area or anywhere north of Virginia, Okay, well, if 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 you're making a living, okay, if you're getting by all right, and you're doing something you enjoy, I don't understand why you would give all of that up, all of that, all that good food, all of that culture, why you'd give that up to come to this toilet, because it only snows a few months a year up north. And I'll tell you something else. It snows more in the southern states than it does in New York. New York has had very little snow in years. But it does get cold. Uh, and uh, unless you're an idiot, you would otherwise buy a jacket or a coat. And yeah, heating bills can get high, but then so can air conditioning bills like down here. So it's like one half a dozen one the other. Uh, it makes no sense to me. Why... The weather would have an impact on, on a life decision, like a career decision, uh, uh, the impact on your children, just because it gets a little cold, brr. Someone who leaves a place of, of fine education and, and opportunity and a good career, somebody who leaves a place like that because it, it's warm. And, it, and it's sad. It's sad because... Uh, <laughs> I did have that opportunity. I screwed up back in 2002, giving up that apartment in Hartsdale. Uh, but everything was gone. The money making up there, it came back. But I had nothing to sustain me until that happened. So, and I had that one gig down here with Aunt Neil Rogers, and I, then I got the house like an idiot. And now I'm stuck here for, for looks like the rest of my life. And, and my parents were suckered into moving down here. Oh, it's a long story, but that's how we wound up down here. Now look what this toilet has become. It's 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 never been this bad. It's worse than everybody anybody could have ever ever imagined. It is a fascist swamp. I mean, this guy just ruined. Uh, I mean, it wasn't that hard to do. Oh, I mean, but took everybody's rights away. Now he's erasing cultures and races. If he had the chance to use the Chrome Avenue camps, which I don't even know if we are even there anymore, the Homestead Air Force Base, which is now some kind of a immigrant prison, uh, if he had a chance to turn those into concentration camps, that fucker would do it. So yes, I'd like to move out of Florida. 
And the other thing I didn't get a chance to comment about, uh, Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> no, that, that is not, oh, although it could be, but it is not, a Kingfish Ingram. That's Lonnie Mack from 1963. Um, the five black cops that, that murdered that uh, young kid, 29-year-old kid, I was qualified immunity put to the test to see how much they could get away with. And they didn't. And, and what that police chief did, she did everything right uh, after a tragic event like that takes place. She immediately, well, as far as I know, fired all of them, got rid of them. And here's why I bring that up is because this is... Black History Month. If those five cops were white, they'd still be on the force. They would still be on, uh, what would you call it, uh, restricted duty or paid leave or paid uh, desk job duty or something. Or just duty. But that's how it's different. This is Memphis, Tennessee, which I'm surprised they have any black cops on the police force. It's Memphis, Tennessee, wherever things are legal. <laughs> Much as I love music, and the musicians that I know say, man, the music's everywhere. That's one place you've got to go before you die. You've got to see Memphis, Tennessee. The food is great. The music is great. You'll just enjoy yourself and have a wonderful time. And my answer to them is, fuck you. <laughs> I ain't going to another southern, not another southern state. No more southern states, please. Enough of the southern bullshit. Enough of the southern accents, the, the southern morons, the southern assholes, who, who the less they know, the more they think they know. Because if you got a southern accent, that means you were raised on hatred. But a good Christian, why? Where you hate everybody else but you. But in uh, discovering uh, a Christone Kingfish, Ingram, and, and you know, I'm so happy to find new talent. This guy's really, I, he wasn't, I don't know if he was at the Grammys. I didn't watch the Grammys because who's ever at the Grammys, uh, let me put it this way. I don't care. I don't care who corporate puts on the stage. I don't care who corporate wants to sell more records or sell, I don't know, how do I make money anymore? They don't sell records. They don't sell this. They don't sell that used to be uh, downloads or whatever it is. Maybe it is downloads. I don't know. I'm way out of that now. But they're making, a, I know touring's the most basic way that they make money. Touring. But it's always been, uh, who, you know, Beatles didn't win a Grammy in, I think, 68. It's always been whoever corporate likes. Just remember, the number one song in 1964 wasn't She Loves You or I Want to Hold Your Hand. Or any of those uh, songs are hits. Major Mega worldwide hits. Not, no, the number one song in 1964 on Billboard was Hello, Dolly. Yeah, it's who corporate wants to put up there. It really hasn't changed that much. So, have I ever paid attention to the Grammys? No. Do I care about the Grammys? No. No, but I do care about Chris Stone, Kingfish Ingram. Oh! He did this too. And it's called Another One Gone. And it's brilliant. And anytime this happens, from now on, I'm going to play this on my show. So here you go. I'm introducing it to you now. Where does hate come from? And how can we make it stop? We got to make some changes before somebody else gets shot. To all the helpless cries We gotta stop the madness Before another life goes by It's been going on for decades We keep treating people wrong Is doing something right, something right takes so long. 
attention to the helpless cries. We gotta stop the madness before another life goes bad. about music when, when it makes you go, damn, oh, that kid's go, wow, you know, the, how often does that happen? Kingfish Ingram, that full name, Christone Kingfish Ingram, and he will be coming to, he's coming to this town, he's coming here, <laughs> February 18th, uh, probably when you hear the, <laughs> this, a lot of good it'll do, but he is going up the coast, and he'll be going to Memphis, Tennessee, okay, I already talked about that. But he's going to something tells me that uh, he's going to be touring a lot. And you'll get a chance to see him. But check out his uh, YouTube page and buy some of his stuff. I mean, support him. This is the kind of musician we need. Somebody who's talented and actually does things instead of buying software online. Like uh, the, the Kanye West asshole that everybody, not anymore, but he became a multi, multi-millionaire over shit. He, he, uh, a big, big mixing board, and uh, downloaded a bunch of sound files. Yeah, that's what corporate did. They lowered our expectations to be way down there to like not expect much and say, "Yeah, that's a musical genius." So I'm very grateful that we have talent such as Chris Stone, Kingfish Ingram. I dig it, Kingfish. Keep rocking on. All right. And it's time for me to rock on out of here. But before I go, I hear some breaking news uh, for everybody concerned. Not just my audience, but I hope you'll spread this around. Uh, if you're a registered voter in the state of Florida, as of December 31st, 2022, you are not anymore. Yeah, there's a little uh, secret thing that they're keeping from you. If you think you're registered to vote now and you haven't checked with your SOE, Supervisor of Elections, which you can do easily, go online and go to your county, Supervisor of Elections, it'll come right up. And then you enter your name or whatever it is, so forth, some personal information, not much. And voila, you just re-register. Problem is, nobody knows. Other problem is, this is Florida. We live in darkness here, and no one's going to know. So let me be the first to point out to all the Floridians out there and, and spread the word... I'm going to be doing this for the next year and a half. Make sure you are registered to vote. So until next time, this is Britt Summers saying, 
check to see if you're registered to vote. If not, re-register to vote.